0: This is the Benefits Buzz podcast, your weekly pulse on what's happening in the world of employee benefits, brought to you by your friends at WEX, who believe in simplifying benefits for everyone. Now listen up, and let's get buzzed. Hey, everyone, welcome to another episode of Benefits Buzz. I'm your co-host, Eric Pella, and I'm joined by this guy, Hayden Gothy. Hayden, we got a Funky, special, awkward, fun episode in line, don't we?
1: Yeah, nothing says awkward quite like calling out awkward.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's when you know what's really awkward, when you self-identify. And the only reason I say it's awkward because we actually don't have a guest. It's just you and I.
1: Yep, that's it. But we do have guests.
0: (laughs) We do, you're right. It's just they're
1: not live. They're not here, right, here and now.
0: You're right. We probably should explain ourselves, shouldn't we? Yeah. Okay, so we... At benefits buzz have just eclipsed a gigantic milestone that we're ecstatic about and that is we have over twenty-five thousand engagements with our podcast
1: can you believe it
0: yeah cue the air horn <laughs> <laughs> i
1: did i did the visual you did the visual yeah the thank you
0: for those that don't, uh yeah um, and we, we couldn't be more excited. And we thought, what well, would be a cool idea for an episode? Because we were actually reminiscing about all the different um, shows we've done and all the guests. You're a
2: sentimental type. We were. We <laughs> are. Get was, a little nostalgic.
0: Nostalgic, right? Yeah. And uh, we're like, you know what we should do? We should, we should highlight. Because there have been so many great dialogues and so many awesome bits of information and, and uh, that we've covered that we should highlight those. And so we've kind of gone through, listened, and pulled out what we feel are kind of our top five favorite takeaways.
1: Yeah, because I feel like when we're recording these, I mean, even now we're recording episodes and there are these underlying themes in these episodes all the time. And so why not call them out? We've we've gotten to this point, 25,000 plus listens and views. Why not call them out? Because we're seeing them all the time. So we're like our own guests
0: here. We are. We are. We're the thought leaders on sense. <laughs> oh, that's dangerous. <laughs> and the only reason that we've gotten to that many listens and and downloads and, and watches is because people have been giving reviews. So please, this is a, my shameless plug. If you love this podcast, we would love if you go onto Apple Podcasts and give us a review. Let us know what's the best way for other HR pros like yourself to discover the podcast, so we can grow that number to fifty k, hundred k, and beyond. We have big aspirations, don't we? We sure do. All right. Well, let's jump into our top five takeaways from our podcast. Number one, we've got some really good notes on this too. So uh, the first one that I want to talk about really is about HSA behavior. One of the things that's always near and dear to our heart, our hearts, right? Our HSAs. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've done a lot of episodes on HSAs, even from HSA day last season, right? To uh, even one, an episode we just did. Uh, on HSAs and and really the behavior and usage of HSAs, and we have a great topic. I think the one the beauty of HSAs is it's so evergreen right? Like there's always another nuance of an HSA, you know, feature or benefit that we can dive into. And I think this was a really fun one.
1: It was. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the the underlying thing with HSA is, you know, again, it's the power of choice. I mean, like yep. you can engage in an HSA any way you want to. You want to save money now, you can do that. You want to invest money, you can do that. You know, if you want to save for retirement, you can do that. Like there's so many different things you can do with it. And, you know, it's kind of this like microcosm of like the larger benefits package because it does suit so many needs. So. Very true. And you can
0: say that a cover like LSAs as well right yep. uh so that's kind of a theme there I like that the power of choice and so we actually have a featured clip uh that we've got actually from season five so just a couple episodes ago uh with Chris Bird was our guest
1: yes frequent guest Chris <laughs> Bird and, and he was here to basically just talk about how employees are engaging with those health savings accounts
0: that's really important to know like what is the best way to position these and what are people doing how are they using HSA so that you can better communicate so let's jump to that clip right now of Chris.
3: I, th- I think it's okay to say we're getting it wrong or that we've gotten it <laughs> wrong. Let's be hard on ourselves, right? Sure. Uh, but you know, it's it's the flip side of that, right? We've, we've almost been single threaded uh, in the HSA world on investing in retirement and the long-term benefits of this. Uh, but the reality is that that the vast majority of people today do not use health savings accounts in that way and and quite frankly if you look across a population in a typical employer unless you're a law firm or, or something like that right that has nothing but high income people uh, you've got a whole diversity of population out there from people who can who can comfortably save for retirement to people who are struggling to live paycheck to paycheck right so um, there is no single prototypical HSA account holder, HSA user, right? Uh, they vary in, in income, in, in the amount of liquid savings they have, the, their, their age, the size of their household, um, ethnicity, uh, even risk tolerance, right? Uh, and, and so, you know, it's really, really important. And, and I think we need, as an industry, to start realizing and paying more attention to a balanced message that, that encompasses the, the broad diversity of that audience. And and targets various messages to people depending on uh, not only who they are, but where they are on their journey. Ah, uh, I'm just—it's so good. It's so good to visit these again. And Chris
0: does it so well. Again, I think it's like a five timer on our podcast, and there's a reason why he deserves that green jacket because uh, he has just a remarkable way of of positioning things and communicating things that just is so relevant,
1: right? Yeah, and nobody has a better pulse in the employee benefit space than Chris Bird, which I mean. I mean, he's practically the third co-host of this show.
0: (laughs) If if one of us get randomly struck by a bus, we know who will be stepping in. (laughs) I think he's
1: probably done more episodes than I have at this point.
0: I don't know about that. Well, that was fun. So let's jump on to our second one, okay? Um, And a theme that we know uh, that's obviously emerged, um, boy, we've been doing this podcast for three or four years, and two of those years have been during the pandemic. Right, And one of the biggest things that we know has been right uh, retention and the great resignation. And of course, there's been a lot of discussion um, in the last two years of our podcast about that and how do we focus on keeping and retaining and, and really being mindful of what our employees are going through during this time. And so I think when it comes to recruitment dogfight, the big question is, how do you stand out?
1: Right, exactly. And, and here again, like the power of choice, but but, you know, choice doesn't just limit to benefits. You know, choice is also limited to how we work and where we work and when we work. And so, you know, having somebody like, you know, Melanie Tinto on and, and some of the other HR leaders that we've had on throughout the last few seasons has been really you know powerful to communicate that. And it's only become more important and more relevant in the last couple of years, like you said, because we have undergone so much change.
0: We have. And we've had some guests that have had some really great insights about how the recruitment game has changed right and how you take care of employees and so we're gonna to jump to one of uh one of our clips uh from melanie tento who is our c h r o here at wax uh, it's hard for me to say for some reason, <laughs> so many acronyms in our business uh chro uh, we'll jump to that clip uh, it's a really fun episode
4: our philosophy has evolved we've always had that optionality around the ability to work from home i think historically we were predominantly in office environment And part of that was just again who we are our culture our dna how decisions got made and also even our utilization of technology we tended to be more of an in-person walk across the hall and talk to our employees i think what we've learned through covid is first of all we're more highly inclusive environment around the globe by working in a virtual setting we do understand that the video can be exhausting for people and so how do we start being able to balance the in-person and the video as well. And so I think there's been a better appreciation around the fact that you work just as hard, if not harder when you're at home than you do in the office. And sometimes you even forget to take breaks that are so necessary back to the mental wellness, well-being and health question. And so when I think about the piece that came up the most, I think the surprise for many people was the myth of if you're at home, you're just not working as hard right? That person must not be working as hard because they're not visible in the office. And I think we've proven over the last year that people are as equally or more productive than when, when they're at home and they're able to work, live and thrive because they're able to balance all the needs of themselves, their family and the goals and objectives that are set forth by the company. And so I'm really proud of that and the proud of the commitment to our, of our employees. I also think like probably many of your HR leaders are on the call today. 99.9% of employees want to do a good job. They want to be accountable. They want to know what they need to deliver, and they expect to do that. And no one comes into work saying, I want to do a bad job. Why would we expect anyone to operate differently at home? And so I think it's it's really become an appreciation of trust and a reinforcement of those values and the commitment between a manager and the employee around how they engage in dialogue and conversation on that topic of where, when, and how you work and so when i think about the the office of the future for wex in particular it's it's never going to be full time remote as i mentioned it's likely going to be somewhere hybrid i think that conversation is going to evolve over the next 6 to 12 months and we'll will will likely balance into some type of happy medium of in office when it's when it's appropriate more collaboration in office and then also some work time that might be at home because it's dedicated think time quiet time or the ability to really just, to just focus. I think that'll be uh, what we see in the future for some of our Wexers, but I don't want to, I don't want to, I want to play that out over time. Mm -hmm. And see what we actually evolve to.
0: That was really fun to hear. And I forget about all the different ways when we think about working from home and the hybrid environment and everything that really employers are forced with. We actually at Wex just got sent a survey about how do you want to work? Right? right. Um, Because we've been remote and the office is kind of open now, as you can see. For those of you watching, we're back in the office for the last couple episodes. But um, they asked us, how do you want to work now in the future? I think all companies are figuring that out.
1: Well, I know. And and the interesting thing about that episode is I remember when we were recording that episode, you know, at the time it was so timely and so topical. Mm -hmm. And yet somehow even like a full season later, it's still extremely like relevant (laughs) and evergreen content (laughs) because we're still having these conversations one year later about, how do we want to work? Where do we want to work? What's the appropriate time to like, you know, start having those conversations with employees? How do you have those conversations with
0: employees? And a sad thing is then again, it's, I don't know if it's going away. I think those, I think if anything, those conversations, we knew that they were coming, but now I think for a lot of companies, we're at that decision point, right? Mm -hmm. Where we have to figure out what do we do? So it's great. All right. Uh, Drum roll. We'll keep going along here with our uh, list of top five. The next one is, uh, of course, uh, mental health right? Yeah. Uh, I don't think we could do uh, a, a top five roundup without um, mental health. Um, we, we had a couple of episodes that have been really focused on how do you just keep the pulse on how your employees are doing, how are they handling uh, the struggles that came with working from home and parenting and uh, we actually just did a great episode on those circles, right? The, the, talked about the, the three ring circus uh, oh, yeah. that we have going on in our life with relationship work and, and personal and how do we juggle those things? And and I think burnout is a real thing. So being mindful of mental health is really important.
1: Yeah, definitely. Especially like this month being mental health awareness yep. month. So, uh, you know, that's, that's a topic that, you know, we've hit on quite a bit over the last few seasons with the podcast. It's something that's definitely like on our radar for season five as well. So, um, you know, but yeah, I mean, the data is there, right? Like we've just seen increases in mental and behavioral health requests. And, and so it's a vitally important topic.
0: Speaking of Chris, I, you, you, always do such great data digging requests have increased a hundred percent, uh, I think from last year at the time. So, mm-hmm. uh, I think we're all seeing that. And so I think it's a great thing to call out and of course, why it made the top five. And so this is a great clip of Kate and Trevor, uh, who were in season four, really talking about mental health and how do we address that with their employees?
3: Yep. Let's listen now. It's hard to say if we're seeing more calls um, related right. to that, but you know it's interesting. I was looking at something recently, and it, uh, it was a survey that showed something like thirty to forty percent of employees said they would look for other work if they had to go back full time. Wow! And yeah. It's surprising, before. but not
0: surprising, right?
2: right. Yeah, it's. I think that's super powerful and I do think that is what we've seen. So I think um, like most companies and you know, I've done a lot of networking, I think companies aren't making these decisions in silos like they are looking at, you know, industry, they are taking employee pulse surveys, you know, similar to what WEX has done. Um, I do think, you know, shifting when, when we were all hearing all about COVID and shifting kind of to the work from home. Um, Wex did a really good job, um, I would say, from the IT infrastructure with our customer service folks doing virtual ergo support, um, setting up, you know, for those essential workers, you know, screenings in place um, in partnership with a a medical provider, um, doing kind of our monthly COVID newsletters and employee newsletters. And so I think employees had a lot of support and continue to have a lot of support. Um, And that, I think, just goes to WEX's culture and in our philosophy with really supporting our employees, no matter what is going on. Um, So right now it's, you know, with COVID, but it could be a natural disaster at a certain state and we've got to, you know, um, engage there. But um, what we are seeing is now through our, I think we've done four employee surveys on kind of the reentry to work. And it is, you know, it's shifting our culture, um, which is, I think, an exciting thing, right? And so we've been super successful. And now we have to support those employees as we do engage back to what does the new reentry work look like?
1: That was awesome. Again, like such timely content, and you know, again, like you, you see kind of these underlying themes. Like we were talking about flexible work arrangements already, and and now it comes back into the fold here as well
0: with with the mental health conversation. Yeah. No, absolutely. I'm so glad to be able to feature that one again. It's so crazy how, um, again, maybe some of these episodes are a year old, but they're still <laughs> as relevant as ever, and that's that's why we, we did s- this.
1: Yeah, we're still talking about it.
0: <laughs> we are here We are. I know. Months yeah. later, talking about it. Um, All right, the next theme, number four on the list has got to be communication, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's an episode on uh, how, right, we we had a whole episode on how do you talk about open enrollment all year long, right? Mm -hmm. Remember that episode we did just this season, right? We did a great episode where if you're like me, right, it's really easy to ignore (laughs) emails that you get like, yeah, yeah, I'll get to that later. Um, but when they come to HR and open enrollment, or any kind of communication that comes from your HR department, how do you make sure that your content gets read? Because we, we know, you know that in, in HR, the, like the most annoying thing is when someone asks about a benefit or something when you've communicated that value at least four or five times, it's sitting in their inbox and they didn't read it, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I forget, Kelsey said something you know put this in really good terms, which is basically like a, a benefit that's not adopted is benefit miscommunicated or vice versa. Something like yeah, that, no, it's you know, very like, true. Like totally if you, if you don't land the communication piece basically, like the, the value of the benefits you're offering just isn't you know isn't there. Right. And that that isn't you know just limited to benefits either. But of course, you know, benefits being you know a big part of what we're talking about.
0: Yeah. And so the key being if you are not concise, if you are not creative in how you're communicating your benefits, right? It, it, whether it be the enrollment piece of it or how they're utilizing it, what they should be doing with their benefits. Again, you're missing a huge opportunity for them to really engage with their benefits, which is what we all want. I think the way in which you deliver it is almost as important as the content that you have and making sure it's short and digestible, right? We did an episode, uh, you and Emma, right, who were guests did an episode on, on how, like, you, how to write communications, mm-hmm. but also even if you look at the way in which we set up our own podcasts, that we've done, right? Like you got
1: to chunk that out. You got to right? chunk it
0: out too. We have like our top seven takeaways or top seven uses for HSAs. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Hayden, cue this up. What's the clip that we've got coming up here?
1: Yeah. So we did. Uh, we did an open enrollment series in season one. We did another one again last season in season four. And so that was just basically to you know break down for participants like here are X amount of things you need to know about yeah. medical FSA, HSA. So the clip we've got here is one of one of the seven facts about a dependent care FSA, which is one of our many popular benefits. So.
0: Great. Let's listen to that now. Number one is going to be, of course, the the most obvious question. We want to know what expenses and whose expenses are eligible under a dependent care
3: FSA.
2: Yeah, this is exciting. So obviously the first thing that comes to mind is child care and, Mm -hmm. and daycare expenses. So anything like a daycare center, home daycares, babysitters, nannies, but even like a day camp. So if you're sending your kiddo to a soccer camp for a day, Um, those expenses are eligible as well and then less commonly known but also still eligible is care provided for a disabled spouse or dependent of any age so those are also eligible under this plan
0: yeah those are fun and actually some of those those participant ones those kind of pass-through that we do are are my favorite episodes one because I think they're so they're, they're quick, they're they're meaty in terms of like, there's really good tangible content that everyone can use. And guess what? It's no surprise. Yes, we have 25,000 listens, right? But not all of our podcasts have the same quantity. And our favorite episodes, the most listened episodes are the ones where we break those out right those quick seven hits um and so it's it's no surprise
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's good information for employers yeah. but they're also able to leverage it with their participants for open enrollment so yeah yeah win-win
0: win-win <laughs> for sure uh and our final uh theme uh for our last couple of seasons i'm excited about this one with anything right um whether you're in hr or you're in marketing or you're in sales whatever your industry, a big part of what we actually do is storytelling right so how do we make what we communicate interesting um and i think sometimes if we just leave with the facts that's great but you have to create some spirit and motivation in it and i think one of our most memorable episodes and someone who did an amazing job uh about storytelling and how you breathe passion into what you do so that other people feel that is of course diana naya
1: I know unrivaled in terms of energy she brought no offense Eric because I you're know. obviously an energy she definitely gave us some things that we could follow as podcast hosts too but she was so passionate about you know I mean whether it was like athletics and some of her athletic accomplishments yep. but you know her career is is so much more than that I mean she's you know a great public speaker yeah. she's a great writer um, and she had a ton of, you know, really good, valuable insight for like businesses, too, and where she sees uh, success in businesses. So,
0: yeah, it was great. It was awesome. Let's jump to that now.
5: It might sound a bit airy-fairy, but um, I've worked with a number of different organizations and known a lot of the HR professionals at those organizations. And the best ones to me are the ones who have... Of course they have to work within the guidelines of their company of course but beyond that deeper than that the ones i know who have been very um you know uh, purposeful and successful have almost taken on uh, the role of psychologists so they sit down with someone are you having family problems you know i know you don't want to talk about it but that's probably at the root of what's happening with you here at the office um are, are you are are you afraid of working something out face to face with someone you know, you don't like conflict or you're so angry at that person, it's going to come out wrong. Let's try it. Let's, let's come on in together, that person and your person, and leave everything on the table. It's okay in here to say it out loud and maybe you'll work through it. So I think that this word resilience, and let, let's relate it particularly to the pandemic times, means things aren't going the way they were supposed to. Mm-hmm. isn't that the definition of what's happened to us this last year so usually if someone's gone in with a complaint or a, an ask for help to an HR professional they're saying things aren't the way I wanted them to be in my job you know I'm, I'm experiencing conflict I'm, I'm unhappy. How can I resolve this so the uh, the object of, of resilience is to reach down is to is to get open in your mind and your heart and an HR professional can help you say, Let's just you know forget all the anger right now. Let's really get to the bottom of what's going on here. And I bet you, you're smart. You want to stay in this job. Let's get to the bottom of it and we'll be fair with you. You just be open with me to start with and trust me. So I'm not telling any HR professional anything mm-hmm. new, but um, that, that's a, you know to, to use a silly example with the Cuba swim. I failed at it four times, almost lost my life, no hyperbole, one time. But our team would quickly come back together. As a matter of fact, I'd be on the boat, you know, after we didn't make it, uh, writhing in pain, and I'd reach up and yell to the shark divers and Bonnie, say, "You know what? You know what we got to do next time, you guys? We got to do some more research on those box jellyfish, and we got to get through them." And they would say, "Could you give us a lousy twenty-four hours? We just worked for a year. We just suffered through forty-five mm-hmm. hours of your swimming." So, you know, maybe it takes a, a beat after, after, you know, you've been down to to this mm-hmm. up again. But I think the whole idea is that things don't go the way we want. And isn't that the definition of life? We all suffer heartache. We all suffer defeat. We all suffer huge disappointments. It's, it's, the, it's the, the way life goes. So that's what HR is about. Things aren't going smoothly. You wouldn't be in talking to HR. If everything was sailing smoothly, let's be resilient. Let's reach down to what you've got inside you. We'll reach down and see what the company could do for you. And and let's move forward, you know?
0: Man, every time I listen to diana i feel like when i'm done i could just run through a brick wall i have so much energy and motivation i love listening to her
1: i kind of want to re-record that podcast <laughs> <laughs> <Me too. laughs> can, we, can we get her back
0: on it's like food for the soul i yeah, love i love that so if you haven't that's one of those where i like i need to go back and just listen to the whole thing mm-hmm. uh because it's so good i love hearing her story i love the way she relates and i think it's the way that she relates i think it's just really again a good reminder for us to find passion individually but also like developing that storytelling in the communications that we that we create
1: so yeah absolutely
0: well I mean, this wasn't quite as awkward as i thought it was going to be Hayden, just, <laughs> no, you know you and i chatting okay.
1: yeah. i don't think we want to make a habit of this but <laughs> no.
0: no but it was a pleasure to kind of go back and visit some of our top episodes and things and some of the takeaways and i hope that our listeners appreciated that um we've got a really fun series that's going to be coming up next I'm just going to leave it as a cliffhanger because we've got some, uh, again, some live episodes. We've got queued up that will happen after this. And so, um, we really thank you and, and, uh, appreciate you listening to this episode. Hope you took away some of those great takeaways from the last five seasons of this podcast. It's been a real pleasure and we look forward to bringing you more episodes next week.
1: Yeah. Awesome.
0: Thanks so much for tuning thank in. Thank you. Yep. Take care. Wax is in the business of simplifying benefits for everyone. Now, although we certainly hope our podcast sparks some aha moments, like that was pretty cool, but of course we cannot provide legal investment or financial advice. And, well, therefore, nothing shared in this podcast should be interpreted as such. We encourage you to seek out appropriate professional advice regarding your plans. Hey, congratulations. You made it through our disclaimer. (laughs) Thanks for listening.